0: Welcome to the Imagine Talks podcast, Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. I'm Tammy Tran. For today's episode, our guest is Joseph Illustrismo. Joseph Illustrismo is a fitness entrepreneur, personal and group trainer, photographer, videographer, and storyteller. Joseph has an independent personal training business called Redefined MVMT where he teaches individual clients and groups how to gain strength, get out of pain, and live more healthy lives. He is also a founding trainer with Drift, a fitness startup in San Francisco. He is passionate about creativity, health, wellness, and equality. Here is Joseph Illustrismo with Redefining Masculinity.
1: It's such an honor to be here today. I get to share the stage with so many talented CEOs, co-founders, entrepreneurs, actors and actresses, and many of their work is known all throughout the world. And then there's me. I make people sweat for a living. And I know it's not the most glamorous thing to do, but I love what I do. I work as a personal trainer at this gym called Diakadi. I think it's the best place in the world. And I also teach group fitness with this fitness startup called Drift. We built the world's first mobile fitness studio. One of the reasons why I love what I do is because my clients' stories become my stories. I'll always remember one of my first clients ever, her name was Rebecca. What surprised me about Rebecca was that her goal was not to, do, uh, was not to get super toned. She wasn't trying to get ready for hot girl summer. She wasn't trying to build a peach emoji booty. Her goal was to do her first push push-up ever. So for an entire month, we did whatever it took to get there. It was like this Rocky montage. And then on that last day of that month, She went down nice and slow controlled, and it might have taken her about five minutes, but she got her first push-up ever. And I knew that was a moment I'd remember for the rest of my life. One of my favorite clients is Azar Hashem. Um, Her and her husband Khaled trained with me about two times per week. And when Azar first started training with me, she could barely even do some yoga movements because her shoulder was so hurt. And now here's a video of her doing a, a deadlift at 175 pounds, she weighs about 100 pounds. So that's 1.75 times her body weight. So it's super impressive. But I think my favorite part about that is this last little bit at the end. If you didn't catch that, I'll show you right over here. (laughs) Boom, it's like this look of surprise, you know, where they're so surprised at what they're capable of. They're so surprised by their strength. And I live for those moments. But one of the most peculiar things about life is that we can have so many moments that build us up. We can have so many highlights that build us up. But what we seem to remember most are the lowlights that break us down. In September of 2018, I was doing photography at this Montessori preschool. And I was hired there to kind of capture the Montessori experience where all these kids were running around playing these games. They're learning how to learn. Uh, all these kids were helping each other out. And it was this beautiful experience. But after that, I got a text from one of my old coworkers, and it was about my client, Andrew. Um, it was a photo of him. And Andrew was this awesome guy. You know, he was an accomplished lawyer. He was very successful. Uh, he loved working out upper body every single day. was chest day or arm day. And he was this great Taekwondo martial artist. But it wasn't a photo of him doing anything spectacular. It wasn't a photo of him uh, flexing in the mirror. It was actually a photo of his memorial. Because Andrew committed suicide, and if you, look, if you were to look at um, suicide rates, you would see that there's a crisis of masculinity. So men are dying at rate—a suicide, men are dying by suicide at a rate of three to four times more than women. Of the more than 44,000 people who die by suicide every year, the significant majority of that is male, around 79% of them. It's also the leading cause of death. men under the age of 45 in most developed nations. That's by someone named Jordan Gray at the Good Men Project. So toxic masculinity has so many adverse effects on us as men. Suicide is just the highest level. There's this really great organization called Promundo Global. And what they do is they study study how um, toxic masculinity invades our societies, and they create initiatives to change that. Here's one of the facts that they had. 60% of men have been told that a real man should behave a certain way at some point in their lives. And the young men that most buy into what they're told about being tough, hypersexual, and a real man are up to 10 times more likely to commit sexual harassment in that month alone. They're also more likely to put their health and well-being at risk, cut themselves off from intimate friendships, resist seeking help, experience depression, and even contemplate suicide. So toxic masculinity really affects us men, physically and emotionally, even to the point of suicide. But it also is responsible for many other issues like sexual harassment, like violence, as well as uh, gender inequality. And here's one of my favorite quotes on toxic masculinity by Maya Solem. Toxic masculinity is what can come of teaching boys that they can't express emotion openly, that they have to be tough all the time. anything other than that makes them feminine or weak so i I love that because it so uh, perfectly describes the experience that many of us men go through but my favorite little bit is that last part at the end where it says no it doesn't mean that all men are inherently toxic because i believe that about us i have hope for mankind i have hope for us as men i don't believe that we're toxic i believe what's toxic are the values that we hold on to values like strength values like success i feel like that's what's damaging us If we can redefine those values that we have on masculinity, I believe that we can reshape the way that we act in our society, and we can rethink the thoughts that we even have about ourselves. So I'm still working at becoming a better man every single day. But here are some of the values that I've been changing. So greatness is not about outshining others. Greatness is about helping others find their glow. Let me go back to that real quick. So this is a photo of my mentor and friend, uh, Billy Polson. Billy and his husband, Mike, created the gym that I train out of called uh, Diakati. And it's been rated the best personal training gym in San Francisco for the past 14 years in a row. And Billy's teaching me about greatness. Because before I used to believe that greatness was about outshining everyone around us. I thought greatness was about being the most successful and being the best. But the bad part about that is if you're not the best, it can actually really affect you. You can feel inadequate. You can feel like a failure. And I know that's where I was before. So when I actually started at Diakati, I started off as a three-month unpaid intern, even though I had years of experience in the fitness industry, because I just did not believe in myself. I didn't believe in the success that I could create. I didn't believe that I was worth any, anything in the fitness world. But Billy helped me believe in myself. Billy believed in me until I believed in myself. He not only helped me create a more uh, successful business, but he also helped me be, uh, become a more secure individual. And one of Billy's key ingredients for success is something that he calls glow. Uh, there's no clear definition about it. He says it's like this positivity, it's this warmth that brings people to you. What I believe glow is, is when someone has so much passion for their life and their work, that the inner fire inside of them burns so brightly that it exudes into the external world as a glow. So imagine if as men, we focus on not outshining the other people around us, but instead we focus on helping people find the glow and the greatness that's already inside of them. Second one is uh, strength is not about being unstoppable. Strength is about being vulnerable. Here's a photo of uh, my friend uh, Alex and his wife Nancy. This is my uh, me my beautiful girlfriend over here, one of my best friends in the world. And... I appreciate her so much. This was taken after um, me and her, we actually took their family out ice skating uh, during the holidays. That's a photo of the two kids. Um, When I met Alex, uh, Alex is teaching me a lot about strength. When I first met Alex, um, he was actually selling something called street sheets on the side of the street. So if you're not familiar with what street sheets are, they're a way for homeless or impoverished people to make an income. So they sell these and they get 100% of what they make. And um, Alex is teaching me about strength because I saw the way that people would treat him. You know, he's on the side of the street, and then he's, they're giving him money, but then they don't even treat him like he's worth their time at all. They won't even look him, at the eye, they won't even look him in the eye when he says thank you. And I realized that stre- uh, vulnerability requires so much strength. He's just asking for help, and it requires so much strength. Here are a few photos of me and my cousin, Jared de Guzman. J.R. is one of the strongest people that I know. Uh, we were really close, so he'll call me every now and then, we'll try and catch up. We talk about what's new, what's exciting, but we also talk about our deepest and darkest struggles, like if we're struggling with wanting to watch pornography or other temptations, if we're feeling, uh, having feelings of inadequacy or depression. See, I believe that vulnerability requires so much strength And it requires strength to say that we need help. It requires strength to say that we're wrong. It requires strength to say that I'm sorry. So imagine if as men, we valued vulnerability. I believe that can fully change our relationships with our partners, fully change the relationships with our friends, can fully change our relationships with even our family, everyone else around us. Here's the last value I had. Love is not a sign of weakness. Love is our most powerful gift. And here are two photos of uh, me and my mom. Um, She was the best woman I knew. I was this huge mama's boy growing up. So she taught me how to play basketball. Uh, Whenever she needed to go grocery shopping, we would do that together. And I even slept by her bedside when I was way too old. It was seventh grade to be exact. I'm not ashamed of that. But on January 15th, 2007, so about 13 years ago, she ended up losing her life but I would argue that those that she left behind lost so much more. We often talk about her last conscious moments here on earth. So she was in a coma for three months, but she was awake for three days. That was Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the day after. And I believe that was uh, the greatest gift that God could ever give me. So recently, my cousin Martin and I were talking, and he told me, hey, I'll always remember your mom's last words to me. When he brought her in close, she brought him in close and she said, I'm so proud of you. You are so handsome. I'm so proud of the man that you're becoming. And these words of love were etched on his heart for eternity, even to this day. But at the same time that he was getting these words that he would, he was getting these words that he would never forget. I was going through a regret that I I would always remember. See, in that time, my mom was the closest person to me. But I couldn't I couldn't even tell her I love you because I was afraid that love was weakness and I couldn't even give her that. But I would do anything to go back to those moments when she's sitting in her hospital bed and I would tell her I love you so much. You know, I know you're not going to make it out of this, but I hope you can take these words with you to eternity. I love you with all my heart because I believe in the power of love. I believe love can change the world. I believe even words of love will be etched on our hearts for the rest of our lives. Imagine if as men, we chose to value love and to never hold back love again. So I believe uh, toxic masculinity is responsible for so many adverse effects on us as men, on our society. And I believe if we want to redefine If you want to move masculinity in a more positive direction, we we need to redefine the values that we hold on to to make them work for us and not against us. So don't let the words in your life define the way that you live, but instead redefine the words that you want to live by. So men, let's be great, let's be strong, and let's love like there's no tomorrow. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. To learn more about Imagine Talks, Go to www.imaginetalks.org. Edge interns and mental power hacks support this podcast. Edge interns sources the best interns to the best companies. Learn more at edge that's edgeinterns.com. Mental power hacks is where you'll get life hacks to boost your mental performance, productivity, and success. Connect at mentalpowerhacks.com. Subscribe to us and get the latest episodes of Imagine Talk's podcasts: Achieving Success, Social Impact, and Overcoming Obstacles. See you next episode.